going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this lady's been in the industry for the past 12 years and been pumping out crazy hits. Right now, she has a new song that we're going to be talking about because this is a completely different switch from what you know she started out as. You know who we have in the building today? We have Tifa in the building today. What's going on, my sister? Hey, Pumpkin, what's up? I'm good. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> You're good, especially All in these well. times right now, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All is well right now. Give thanks. Oh, thank you for coming through the podcast today. No problem. All right. Let's get back into history and then move it right up to present day right now. All right. Mm -hmm. What part of Jamaica do you grow up in and what actually attracted you to music in the first place? Um, I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, part downtown, Duke Street, part uptown, and I come from somewhat of a musical family. Like my mom, my uncle, um, my stepdad, they all had like record stores. My grandmother had a big bar and restaurant downtown. Okay. Um, so music was always a part of it. My stepdad was a big producer in, in, in music. Mm -hmm. uh, my uncle actually had one at one of the, the, the big record stores on Eglinton in Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What record shop was that there? Uh, I think it was called SDR Records. Yes, yes. Cliffy? Yeah. <laughs> Small, Small world. world. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then that's what actually got you involved in music in the first place. It was it was it was around you. Oh, surrounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be because I know you went to school for um when you went to university, you were taking psychology. Psychology and human resource management. Okay. How has that helped you in the music field so far? I mean, it, it does. Like, you're dealing with a lot of crazy personalities and you're dealing with a situation where there's a lot of fame and there's a lot of money at stake and you have to know how people think. You have to know how people work. You have to know how fans think. You have to know what fans gravitate to. So it definitely has helped me. Yeah. All right. And what was your journey like? Because I know your first recordings was with your uncle, as you were saying, and then you got to War 21. What was that journey like? I mean, it wasn't like a rough, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it wasn't typical journey that females had, you know what I mean? Especially when I, when I got to War 21, like, they were like the pit bulls. So I don't have the horror stories like, oh, this or oh, that, because most of who wanted to t get to me or Natalie or Timberley at the time, because we were TNT, mm -hmm. had to go through War 21. Mm -hmm. So we just worked. It was just a fun time and we just did a lot of work. Yeah. And what was your first hit that you had produced out of the group at that time there i think the first hit was probably cranny girl yeah and then the song then bottom of the barrel came and built it mm -hmm. and then spell it after spell it out it was a rap like yeah. it was a household name yeah and how did that change your career for you it changed my career a lot like i i i when when cranny girl came out remember cranny girl was one of those anthems that it was an anthem where girl walk in a video light and talk the things and fight. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when I did spell it out, it crossed the barrier between dancer, because dancer loved the record. But then I also tapped into young kids Gosh, because you. it was a spelling record. You know what I mean? Because it was a spelling record and everybody wanted to be the spelling bee thing or whatever. whatever. And then that opened the door for like a lot of endorsements because mm -hmm. corporate Jamaica realized that, okay, she not only appeals to the dancer masses, but she also appeals to kids and family. And so it, that catapulted me on a whole nother level. Yeah, because I know, was it during that time there you got the Digicel deal and stuff like that? Like a year after that. Mm -hmm. Like a year after that was the whole thing with Digicel. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you started to travel, where were some of the first places that you actually started to travel to? Um, well, of course, the United States, Canada, um, Europe. I did my first big Europe tour while I was 21. That was like 2008, like 12 years ago. Okay. We toured everywhere. Um, I've been to some places that I never ever thought I would ever be, like Bratislava, like the Czech Republic. Like you only see those places when Olympics and you're like, huh, where's that place? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've been, I've been, I've been, the only places I have not been to is probably Japan. And I have not gone to Africa. That's it. Oddly you enough. You haven't been to Japan? Odd, oddly enough. Yeah. Oddly enough, I haven't been to Japan yet. Yeah, no, that sounds, that seems like, I figured that would be one of your earlier places you no. would have actually been to. I mean, we've been in talks to go, but I haven't yeah. gone. All right. Wow. Okay, so even right now, I know that you're doing a lot of work even throughout the quarantine and stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. have a upcoming role in a movie or something is that something you could talk about now um basically there's a movie and there is a series Mm -hmm. um covid kind of slowed up the recording process Mm -hmm. but uh, we should be shooting soon and hopefully you'll see me on one of your major streaming networks soon yeah all right so i see you're embracing you're embracing technology and stuff because when you first came out the biggest you would get on social media was probably a MySpace. Cause I don't even think Facebook was really around at that time there. MySpace, then I think Facebook came after and then the whole Instagram thing. But I mean, in order to appeal to the masses, you have to move with the times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might not be comfortable for all of us, but we, we, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, and keep it moving. You're right. Because I know about mm-hmm. two years ago, you were kind of disgruntled with the industry and with social media and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't... Was it because... Okay, hold on. Was no, it because okay? Was it because coming from a female artist, or was it coming from an artist perspective? I mean, I was just disgruntled with the industry. It wasn't even. It was just. It wasn't even that. It was just a whole lot of stuff that was going on behind the, the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I up until two years ago, nobody really heard my mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me to open my mouth and say certain things is because it was just really. It got to a real shady point. It never necessarily have to do with nothing with me being disgruntled with social media because i cannot have social like i have five hundred thousand followers you know what i mean so it's it's not even it's not even that it was just a lot of things that were happening behind the scenes at the time that i was just not happy with Mm -hmm. and this was 2018 how has that changed between 2018 and right 2020 honestly no i mean i really care like no i'm 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 over it now like i've i've moved i've you know what i mean there's so many things happening that I, i i can't live in the past if you probably spoke to me two years ago, I'd have probably been disgruntled, but no, I'm going to really care because things are happening and opportunities are happening and I'm back in a happy space where I'm creating. So I've just moved on from it. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't dwell on things for long. Like I'll be upset for two minutes and then I, I move on. Like I keep it moving all the time. I keep it moving. All right. When you say you move, did you move as in another part of Jamaica or you move? No, I mean, I'm, I'm dual. So I'm between Jamaica and in the States. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you think that's giving you a different flavor being out in the States right now? I mean, I just took some time away from Jamaica to be Latifa. You know what I mean? Sometimes I had no space. Think mm-hmm. I, I was, It's funny because I was just talking to somebody about this. Imagine being in a place where you're grateful for the opportunities, but you have no privacy. Like everybody knows your name. Everybody knows what you're doing. Like I was on every billboard. I was in the national airports. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody knows your face, everybody know your movements. Every, and I just needed the time to get back to not even Tifa, but Latifa. You know what I mean? To yeah. just revamp and regroup and just balance. 
hear you 100%. Talking about that, what is the biggest difference between the TIFA and TIFA? I mean, really and truly, there's no major, major difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean, Latifa is the type of person that loves that loves to cook. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Tifa is the person, but then there's no difference because a lot of people don't know. And a lot of, mm-hmm. or a lot of people don't put the mats together to see that Tifa is actually La Tifa without the La. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mom gave me that name, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Since I was born, so... So that's what it is right there. Yeah. I get you 100%. All right, let's change gears a bit. As a female in the music industry, how hard is it for you to actually date while being an artist? It's very hard. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, you don't know who wants... You don't know who wants Latifa as a positive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard because some guys will be like, yo, they want I'm not trying to them better. Sometimes they don't know how to handle the success or the fact that their girlfriend is more successful than them are. You know what I mean? Her girlfriend is more popular. At first, it's cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll take the pictures for you, all this, all that. And then yeah. after that is like, especially, you have to understand, like, you, the world knows you. Or the, some of the world know you. Yeah. And then you might just be the hot boy in your crew. That might just be 200 people on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, and I might come from. So oh, it's it just, the disparity between it is whatever. But I mean... It is what it is. So would you rather date in the industry or you rather date no. outside of the industry? <laughs> no. Okay, what are you saying no to? No, that bond is different. That bond yeah. is a different bond. Like it, international bond is a different bond. You know, and I'd rather mm-hmm. just date a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can deal with it and we just build a life together. You know what I mean? Somebody mm-hmm. with sense, somebody that has ambition, somebody that knows for invest. And we just build a life together. Like, I don't necessarily want somebody in an industry. I can't deal. I'm too jealous for that. I can't deal with it. Grouping them. I can't deal with Just imagine you as a regular girl. I get a regular bun. As opposed to... <laughs> yeah, there with a celebrity. Yeah, I get some international bun. Yeah, I get some wicked bun. No, I can't deal with something. What do you say? That's not for you at yeah. all. You'll just stick to somebody normal and yeah. we'll figure Look it out here. from there. Me is a madu man. So... Yeah. We just stick to the little evils them and me comfortable with. I hear you. Okay, in a man, what attracts you to a man? What do you like in a man? I like a man that's ambitious. If you have the ambition and a drive, don't think you're going to come date me and sit down and look for me because I'm not take my money and mine you after me. go work two, three o'clock on the stage. You yeah. know what I mean? You have to have ambition. You have to have something about it. We're supposed to can build together. We're supposed to can come up with business ideas. We're supposed to can laugh about the simplest things that we can supposed to can have a serious conversation about the elections coming up and the state mm. of corona and what's happening in the world. You know what I mean? As a well-rounded man, a man with education, somebody will care himself clean and mm. nice. I don't have a type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's basically it for me. Somebody with good hygiene. Yeah. And you're good to go from there. Mm-hmm. All right. As a female, we usually get this from male perspective, but we don't ever get it from a female perspective. What's been the craziest groupie moment so far in your career? A guy took his shoes off brand new shoes he just bought his shoes he took the shoes off i think it's the first time he was ever wearing the shoes mm-hmm. there were some expensive ass shoes too i don't remember what the shoes were and he was just like sign them yeah and a girl asked me to sign her breasts i'm like girl bye you're gonna be at the top go <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> crazy okay so then what's the craziest dm you've ever received um i don't think anything beats dick pics like they're so random and ridiculous and especially since i announced that i was celibate mm-hmm. i've been getting dick pics on the regular like <laughs> i'm like, like 
but why though? That almost doesn't even make no sense. You said right now I'm not on that path, right? Yeah, now. and maybe alone. I don't know. Maybe they feel like can, they can, you know, mm. they can convert me. But mm. it's weird because some of them so ugly, like you know what I mean. Some of them cute, some of them, but some of them ugly. Like it's just yeah. Stop sending me dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, saying what did you do when you got your first dick pic ever? What would what did you do? I don't remember. Sometimes I like cross out the name. Mm -hmm. and like cross out the the thingy like blur totes mm -hmm. and post and say guys stop sending me dick pics in my like in my stories i'll just be yeah. like guys i'm tired of getting me stop sending me dick pics it's random like yeah doesn't matter crazy okay because this brings us up to the new tiffa right now where we're talking about your new song all night long mm -hmm. all right we're clearly you're living almost like two lives at once you're talking about all like all night long but you're talking about celibacy. What, technically, what's technically, well, technically, no. First of all, the song was written November, yeah. written and recorded November of last year. The song was a freestyle. Okay. One. Yeah. And two, basically what the song is saying, if, if like if everybody listens to the song, is me meeting a guy. Mm -hmm. and, and the guy is perfect, like on paper, like nice job, nice, all the qualities that I would want. But then when it comes down to pleasing me sexually, he's whack. Mm -hmm. So basically, me is the song is just basically saying if you can't please me, if you can't go all night long, then it don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Next, that's basically what the song is saying. And every woman or man go through that situation where they meet somebody and the girl might be so fabulous and the family love it, but she's just not pleasing you. And it's the yeah. same thing with women. Like a lot of women are not satisfied sexually, but because the man have money, them stay with him and them give him born and then I only for drama keep after that. Yeah. So that's basically what all night long is about. Okay. Talking about this, still staying in the same vein. How important is sex to you in a relationship? On I a am scale of one to ten. I'm ten. I'm shallow. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sexual. Like I'm very. I'm, I'm honest. Like I'm sexual. So if the sex isn't good, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay with you. Yeah. It's just not like that. All right, got you. I didn't expect you to give it to me that raw. All pun intended. I'm a Sagittarius. We are. Yeah. We are that kind of people. Like. Yeah. <laughs> let's, I'm, I'm, let's go into this all night long a bit here. All right. So you said it was a freestyle that you actually wrote in November. What made you actually record it in this type of style? Because we're usually used to we've seen you start from the spell it out. DJ, I don't know. I just wanted you know I, mean? I just wanted to do something different. Like I have these type of songs. Every now and again I'll sing a song. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I hate that because I'm Jamaican that I have to be put in a box. Mm -hmm. If God gave me a talent where I can sing, I sing, I write, I DJ, I rap, I do my own harmonies. You're hearing me on, on the backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Why why should I just stick to one particular style all the time when I can appeal to a greater mass because God made me multi-talented? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And how did you and DJ Cash actually connect? Well, I'm, I'm, I met DJ Cash like six years ago when I got my first record deal. Okay. And they had sent me on the road. We were working back it up at the time. They had sent me on the road to Atlanta at the time. I think he was working at V103 okay. with Big Tigger. So since then, we've had a friendship. You know what I mean? We've been cool. Like, that's been my boy. So he was just like, he did the record with DeMarco and wife and Lucian. And he was just like, Tiff, I'm ready. Okay. So now you have all night long. You know what I mean? Yeah. And big up to DJ Cash, like he's one of the biggest DJs in Atlanta, so that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, he's on the radio out there, the big radio mm -hmm. station. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys doing any more work together? Yeah, we uh, we definitely have a couple of, couple of songs recorded. Mm -hmm. 
when will we get a music video for all night long um i think it's monday or tuesday you'll be getting a music video so the, the video the video has already the video was done before even the song came out okay all right <laughs> that's how you're working <laughs> yeah <laughs> what can we expect in the video give us a sneak peek of what we can i imagine. mean it's i can't give away too much it's very mm -hmm. sexy mm -hmm. um and let's just say i choose in the end i choose who you don't expect me to choose okay mm -hmm. we heard it here first so we'll look out for that one there what would what would all night long tiffa tell mm -hmm. anigal tiffa if you got a chance to go back in time why i don't even know if i can say it basically i would just steer her clear of certain people and certain things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and i guess we'll leave it at that mm -hmm. all right okay so then let's go through what would you say would be the highest point in your career so far? And it doesn't have to be fame or anything. It's just where you felt the best in your career so far. I will never forget Czech Republic. I, up to this, I am the first female with a reggae art dancer to perform in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. And uh, till this day, it's still the most monumental feeling. Like you're performing in front of like 50,000 people and I'm just this little girl from Kingston, Jamaica, who never expects to be going to pop off like this. And I'm just up there in my little I Love Jamaica t-shirt. And up to this day, it's still the most memorable moment and still the most iconic moment for me. You'd say, okay, that's a good one there, especially being yeah. the first female artist there, period. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, okay, so then we're actually about highs. What about lows? What would you say was the lowest point in your career where you didn't feel yourself at all? I mean, I don't think I've had the lowest moment yet, mm -hmm. <laughs> but basically two years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of, pardon my language, there's a lot of bullshit happening behind the scenes. You know what I mean? There's a lot of betrayals. There's a lot of, yeah yeah one of those things there okay since we're yeah. talking about that when it comes to the glitz and glamour of the business and actually hard work how much percentage would you say is hard work opposed to the glitz and the glamour is all of it is a, all of it is hard work anybody can take a picture or take a cute snapchat video and post it on instagram mm -hmm. you know what i mean that does not mean that you are doing the work or living the life mm -hmm. that's at the end of the day that's just pictures and videos that's not real life yeah. You have to constantly be working. You have to constantly be honing your craft and developing your craft and making the connects. And I'm a businesswoman before anything else. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's a little bit different before me because I'm I'm always thinking about the next move, the next business move, the next, the next, what's, what's next? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Separate and apart from the talent. So it's not, it's not easy. Young people are coming up into this. Is don't follow people on Instagram and feel like, oh my God, it's so yeah you have your glamorous moments but it's a lot of work yeah it makes sense because a lot of people see the glitz and the glam hey i have the five hundred thousand followers i'm having a great time but sometimes they don't see that you got 99 great comments and one comment completely threw you off your game honest yeah true yeah definitely got a couple more questions before i actually get you out of here because i know you're on an actual radio tour today <laughs> yeah all right thank you for coming through what i'm saying give me three of your favorite songs that you've ever recorded they don't have to be hits you know three of your favorite songs overcome mm -hmm. why because that spoke to what i knew what, what i knew two years ago was going to happen now which is me bouncing back because i always bounce back i'm a fighter yeah you know what i mean 
So overcome definitely. Um, um, IG stalker that was on my album the the Kurgos and champagne. Yeah, I gotta ask you about that title, but we're gonna talk about that just now. Mm-hmm. The IG stalker. I love that song. That's actually a true song. That was actually about me just lusting out, lusting after this guy on Instagram, and I decided to make it. <laughs> I decided to make it into a song. Okay. And spell it out. Mm-hmm. Just because. Because that definitely, that was one of the ones that really changed. That catapult, yeah, it did. But something like that, no, did it almost like freeze you in time where it was hard to become the all night long Tiffa because everybody was expecting you to stay the spell it out Tiffa? I mean, no, I mean, what was crazy was that after spell it out, I actually got more hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? After spell it out, you get matey wine. After spell it out, you get dash out. You know what I mean? And then then I kind of switched it up a little bit and took it. Because when you really think about it, Swagging, WTF, Wade, Wayne Marshall, and Fambo, mm-hmm. that was like a hip-hop record. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was basically a hip-hop record. So it, that they kind of have its crossover appeal also. And then I did Certified Diva with Tammy Chain that also had a crossover appeal. Like So it was it was just a melting pot. Like, I don't like to be put in a box. Mm-hmm. So if you follow my career, you're going to see that there is a hardcore stuff as well as there have always been those crossover records in the mix of yeah. everything. You're right. You're 100% right. Talking about that, I want to know, how did you come up with the name of your last album, Curry Goat and Champagne? What was Honest, the Honestly, I really wanted to retire. I was just sick of the crap that was going on. And I was just like, okay, if I retire, I've done a mixtape. I've never done like an album album. Mm-hmm. Let me put out an album for my fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... um, I was just like, okay, so the Curry Goat side ready? The curry goat side was basically my Jamaican side. Because when you think about Jamaican, you think about food, you think about curry goat and jerk chicken and oxtail. Yeah. And then the champagne side is like the universal side, like the champagne popping. Oh, pop champagne. So it was basically just a melting pot of dancehall and my international side. So you get curry goat and champagne. All right. Good. Good one. I never thought about it that way because I said that's an interesting name. Curry yeah. goat and champagne. <laughs> that's cool. All right, two questions, then I got you out of here. We've been down for about the past seven, eight months now. What has it mm. taught you about yourself in the last little while? That I'm an energizer bunny and I cannot stop going. And even though I wasn't on the road and doing shows and outside, I was still working. Mm-hmm. Like during that time, I even got like a little home studio. So I just kept rec- recording and writing and doing things that I love, like cooking and drying and like, Mm-hmm. I never stopped. Like I even redecorated my house <laughs> during COVID. Like I could, like I'm just like always going. Yeah. And even even a pandemic that confined me within the walls of my house couldn't slow me down. Yeah, got you. Last one here before I get you out of here. When you said you felt like retiring, what was that one sign that you were almost looking for, or came to you say, "No, nah, man, Tifa, continue, keep going." I mean, it wasn't even that one sign. I just. I just went to a place where, you know, sometimes you can't, like even even you in Canada, like you probably go somewhere far in Canada, maybe like a Nova Scotia where nobody knows your name. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah. where you can just be yourself. And I just went to that far place where I could just be Latif. I could go to the supermarket. I could go to the beach and hang out. And nobody was watching me. Nobody was seeing what I was wearing. Nobody was. I could just be myself and balance. And it was in that period of time when I could balance mm -hmm. that everything just became clearer to me. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, guess what? I don't make music for the the 20 comments under a picture that don't like me. Yeah. I make music for the 500,000 people that I have on Instagram. You know what I mean? I make music for the people that actually like me. Not everybody's going to like me. And nobody can really determine the destiny but you and God. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wasn't going to let. When I got back to my senses, I was just like, yo, if I leave, I'm going to leave on my terms. Not because somebody's trying to force me out or not because. So, and the world is a big place. Mm -hmm. And then I started to ponder and I started to watch and I was just like, as sad as it is, none of the records that crossed over broke out of Jamaica. Okay. I started to look at things and I was like, maybe, maybe taking some time away from Jamaica is probably the right thing to do because none of the records that broke. Mm -hmm. Broke out of Jamaica, when you think about it, Cranium, when you think about it, Hood Celebrity, when you think about it, Charlie Black, in like the last five to ten years, mm -hmm. none of the big records that crossed over broke out of Jamaica. They all broke here. From states. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, maybe I need to relocate a little bit and refocus a little bit and just do some different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you never truly get rid of music. The music is never the problem. It's the people. Yeah. So that was basically what happened. All right. Tifa, it's been an amazing conversation. Your openness, your willingness to talk. Amazing. Thank I man. like it so, so, so much. Before I get you out of here, the only thing Thank I'm going to ask you for is mm -hmm. can I get an old school medley right off the top of your head? Granny girl, hot girl, mixed with no cranny girl. I think no look good. I'm Alaska and the girl can't afford a lunch. She smell like hospital. I want to do some girl. What me tell them? Some girl smell like the bottom of the barrel. I want to do them. How I do them? Some girl run like Elsha seaweed. How I do them? Chop. How I do them? Some girl face red like Christmas sorrel. How I do them? How I do them? And them body black like tambourine seed. How I do them? You think of that? Hey, me had a B-A-D-D-E-S-T. A girl can't chat cause she L-A-M-E. Them a P-R-E. Can't be M-E cause we don't have the muscle well. L-O-C-K. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Right now, I know you're promoting right now. All night long, tell them where they could check it out on what platforms where they could all check it out. All night long is on all platforms. It's for all of my ladies that want the good package, the big sausage, all night long. Yes. Where could they follow you on social media? Because you have 500,000. want to bring you up to 501. <laughs> at It's the Tifa. At I-T-S-T-H-E-T-I-F-A. It's the Tifa. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at It's the Tifa. Tifa. Thank you so very much. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.